how you doing? Enjoying the day today. On a good Friday, Charity Friday. If you're looking for good companies to work with or work for, there's a company called Pindell. They're based right here in our own backyard. And uh, they are a quality machining, manufacturing company. So if you're, if you're in the uh, state, if you're within the sound of my voice and you're looking for a company to work with because your company needs different parts and certain things, then that's a great company. But if you're looking to work for a great company that pays more and educates and even helps if you decide to go out on your own, that's Pindell. That's company power. And they're really, really good people. Uh, Bill and Tony and everybody over there are just, they're just fantastic people to talk to and work with. And you walk through there and get a chance to meet some of the workers. And they, they not only are they happy to talk about their place, but they genuinely take pride in it. But uh, if you want to see more about it, go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com, and, uh, and see what I'm talking about. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Um, check them out. So I, I got a, an interesting um, comment over on the Bud Light live stream, and I, I want to go back to this, okay? Because uh, I think I want to I want to address this, okay? So uh, I get a, a a mention here from Alex over on the Bud Light live live stream, and we were talking about MVS and talking about Rogers and the money and such. And he and I just want to read this, and I want to go through this. He said, "I hate to disagree with you, Bill, but timing is everything. Rogers created a vacuum where everything was about him and about the money." Green Bay could not focus uh, everything uh, on the money or effort or anything on Adams because they had to get final decisions and costs on Rodgers. MBS couldn't be uh, signed till Green Bay knew if they had any money to work with, which we didn't after the Rodgers signing. And timing for Kansas City uh, allowed uh, them to do far better in trading Tyreek and what they got for him, and then they could easily afford MBS. We should have gotten more for Adams, but Green Bay was forced against a wall by Rodgers until they had little chance to sign him. And Adams then knew it and worked on his own uh, to get to the Raiders and to get away uh, from a good deal here. Uh, Just my opinion. My point had Rodgers been and done what he'd said he'd been saying all along. Things would have been different um, or numerous signing situations, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The difference is, Alex, I understand what you're saying, but it's off. And here's why, okay? The Rodgers deal, I I talked about that. I said, look, there's a ripple effect of this. Rodgers indirectly, indirectly, for what you said about not being able to deal with Devontae, you are correct. That was was an innocent byproduct, uh, casualty, if you will, of... The Aaron Rodgers situation, 100% agree. There was a lot of damage already done by the organization not going to Devontae, not getting a deal worked out, not talking to his guy, Frank Bauer, during the season over and over and over again, getting that thing done because of the uncertainty. I completely agree with that. However, to say that the Packers didn't get enough, situation is completely different. Tyreek Hill was under contract. So they didn't have to trade him. That's first. Where Devontae, he wasn't. They franchise tagged him. Otherwise, they got something for him. He could have walked. 
and they would have gotten nothing. Tariq Hill had numerous teams bidding because that's the way it was set up because the fact that Tariq Hill had a contract and was signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay? So that's that's apples to oranges. They had New York and Miami both vying for his services, whereas Devontae dictated where he wanted to go. He either was not going to play or he was going to go to to Oakland. There wasn't another choice. It wasn't like they said, hey, you know what? We're going to ship you to the AFC, but we're going to send you to Cleveland. that, That wasn't an option. It was either Oak or Oakland. It was either Las Vegas or nowhere, and and Las Vegas knew it. And again, he was not under contract. He was not going to play. The Packers had their backs against the wall. The ripple effect, I completely agree with you. But the trade scenarios, apples to oranges. I think the Packers did really well in, in going from a guy that they, that could have walked away to turn that into a first and a second round pick that kudos to Gudekinst for doing what he did. Now the MVS thing, he was just here in green Bay and then went to Kansas city. They've got money to sign him. Rogers contract right now has no effect on this franchise other than two and three and four years down the road. Rogers is making tw- what is total cap. It's this year, 28 million. It went down. And that was done weeks ago. So the Packers right now in the in the here and the now, they just let MBS go. They just said, talk to you later. See ya. So they have the money right here, right now. If they choose to use it on MBS, or if they choose to use it on MBS, they just didn't. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna match that. They just looked at the value for what it is he does, what it is he gave them. And what it is he was asking for, and they said no. For as much as Aaron Rodgers praised Marquez Valdez Scantling in the during the season, I guess, for his maturity and his growth, and, and you can go on and on about it, for, for all of that, um he didn't throw to him. He didn't throw to him. So, and you know, it, it's it's really apples to oranges, and that particular portion of it, that does that doesn't hold water, because they had the money to pay him. Since they've restructured many contracts, they still they're still going to restructure. You would assume or extend Jair, he'll get extended at some point. They can rework Dean Lowry if they need to. So, you know. They'll, they'll, I, I'm not panicking. Some people are panicking. I'm not panicking. And the reason why is good against, let's be honest. He's been pretty good. You can tie the Jordan love fiasco to him and, and you would not be wrong, but he's been a pretty good general manager. Don't, don't you think, don't you think he's been a pretty good general manager?
877-867-1670. Palaman said receivers drafted in 2020, Lamb, Judy, Jefferson, Higgins, Ayuk. 2021, Chase, Waddle, Smith, Tony, Moore. If history holds up, we can get a pretty good, maybe elite receiver in the draft. You're naming four per draft. I agree with you. After that, you're not getting a lot of big-time standouts. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen, because it does. I mean, Donald Driver was a seventh-round draft choice, and he became an incredibly solid performer for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm not saying you can't find one. But the maturity level, the time it takes... What I'm saying is, is you what you need is you need a C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Jefferson, uh, Higgins, Brandon Ayuk. You need that right now. You need a guy opposite whomever it is that you bring into this organization to be able to stand out right now. And then what you need, and this is something that we tend to forget about, what you need then is the emergence and the growth of Amari Rogers. What you need is the crisp route running of Alan Lazard and then Randall Cobb to give you something. And then, obviously, a healthy Robert Tanyan and the the matriculation from there. You know, obviously passing out in the backfield and all that kind of stuff. It's not like the Packers don't have weapons. What you need is two guys who can do work downfield. That's what you need. You need that ability. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Does that make sense? Hopefully it makes sense. Hopefully it makes sense. On a sensible Friday, hopefully it makes sense. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We have a big, big, big event coming up tonight. Please come out and join us. Please come out and join us. We are going to be live. We are going to be at uh, Albanese's uh, on Albanese's Roadhouse, Italian restaurant, Dominic Sports Bar, all in one building. And we're going to be right there on Blue Mound Road, right next to a Menards. And that is coming up later today, 5 to 7 o'clock today. We are going to be there, and we are going to be pouring beers and pouring drinks and making drinks and such. And uh, we're going to be there doing it for special spaces. So please come out and join us. Myself, Gina Della from Pella, and uh, we will put up a, a notification for those of you that follow us on the Bud Light live stream that it will be live streamed tonight as well for at least the first half hour or so. But uh, we're going we're gonna to do this tonight, hopefully raise some money. So if you're looking for a beverage, and yes, uh, I'm getting questions. People say, do they serve fish fry because it's an Italian restaurant? Yeah, they got really good fish fry. So come on out and join us tonight. Five to seven, we're going to be there serving up drinks. All the tips go to Special Spaces. Special Spaces is a non-for-profit charity that, um, that, that builds these custom-themed bedrooms for kids with cancer. So we're going to be there tonight. We'll be there tonight from uh, 5 to 7, having a great time, raising some money. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the donations are going to be matched by CIBM Bank. CIBM Bank, they're a local, they got branches in, uh, in Brookfield and in Elm Grove, but they're a bank that does business all over the state of Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana. And they stepped forward and said, hey, we'd love to help. So they're going to come out and help tonight. And they're going to match donations 
And if you're looking to be, you know, whether it's a, a residential, if you're looking for just personal banking in the area, or maybe you're uh, a business owner, small business owner, commercial real estate, they deal in all of that stuff. Really good bank, and they're growing and getting larger and larger and larger in the market. So if you're looking for a good bank, go to CIBMBank.com, CIBMBank.com. And then uh, our buddy Joey from Albanese, he's going to match donations as well. Our buddy Sean from uh, Epoxy Flooring Done Right has said, hey, look, uh, I'll put up a two-car garage do the, do for, for, the, for nothing, just, you know, for a donation. So we're going to do that coming up tonight. So a lot of good stuff tonight, 5 to 7, Albanese's Roadhouse. We will see you there. Joining us over on the hotline now, our good buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. As uh, the Packers are weaning out receivers day by day. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Are you going to actually be serving drinks? I will be. I'll be behind the. See, I used to own bars, so getting behind a bar is not a big deal for me. I, I love it. And the fact that you can walk around, talk to people, say hello, shake a few hands, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So, yes, I'll be behind the bar tonight. Oh, I, lo- I love slinging drinks, especially when, you're, when you get in there and you get a, people that have been there for, you know, they're on their second or third drink, and as soon as they're halfway fill, fill them up again yep. without even asking yep. them. Oh, life is fun. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. It's going to be a good time tonight. Show. Looking good forward time. to it, yeah. So give me your thoughts on the on the exodus of wide receivers. Devontae leaving, MVS leaving. You got because I you know, people are trying to pin all of this on Aaron Rodgers. It's like look, uh, MVS and Equinemia St. Brown are not overly crying about the loss of Devontae Hurts, but he did not want to remain here, so it was unlikely that he was going to stay. It's it's kind of a ripple byproduct effect of what went on with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I understand that, but I, I still think there's a way to kind of get around all of this, and you're you're keeping most of your team intact, and you've bolstered your defense. But, right. I mean, I I was shocked. Um, I mean, they obviously they knew that they were moving on from Devontae Adams before they tagged him, and it, it, they, or that there was going to be a departure. I, I don't think it, they pushed the issue, um, but by having Campbell back, that shores up the defense. Um, they picked up that uh, that other defensive tackle. He's a big man that can that gets after the uh, the running game pretty good and has a little mm-hmm. bit of wiggle and gets after the quarterback. I mean, I I really like what they got on defense. Um, I think the 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 issue is is all you know everybody's got their hands up in the air and says, well, you know they don't, they lost all the receivers. You know what? When the Packers were down with receivers, they were almost a better offense than when when Devontae was there. And I know that. You know, people want to throw sticks at me and stones at me about that. But the reality is, when Devontae wasn't in the lineup, they were seven and all. And that's, you know, and I think some of that is the quarterback's got to spread it around because his guy isn't there. He's got to play within the system. And the system is set up for to, for, to be free runners, and there are. And um, I think it's going to be a great challenge. Uh, I don't think they're done. I think they have some firepower to be able to, if they want to go after a DK Metcalf or someone like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, there's a, a retread that gets picked up just for some stability. And the draft is loaded with wide receivers. And, and the, the one thing with the, with rookie wide receivers is it takes them a year or two to develop. You know, mm-hmm. even Devontae Adams, if you remember his second year was a disaster. Um, but, you know, he got better and it just takes time. And I think they're going to be okay. Um, run the ball, I, and I, you know, everybody's got wide receiver and offensive line in the first with, with some of the draft picks at the top. I wouldn't be surprised in the early second round, or, or they trade down one of their picks to pick up a running back. I, I think 
what the NFL has proven is that you really difficult. Even if you have two running backs, it's really difficult to keep both of them healthy throughout the year. So you got to have a pretty good stable back there of backs. Um, and I, I think I, re- you know, I know that the uh, floor is a, uh, you know, him and Shanahan go back a long ways, and you know. I really like that that San Francisco offense where they just pawn the ball and then what 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 makes the Packers more deadly is they got Aaron Rodgers that could throw the play action pass and that's where you know that's 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 me that's my style of football is, is pawn the ball be good on defense and then hit big strikes uh and with the quarterback that they have they can do that so I I don't I don't think there's anything to be worried about yes the names aren't there There'll be guys that will develop. I mean, let's, let's, everybody forgets you got that Winfrey kid who was was pretty good. Um, had a little problem hanging on the ball a little bit, but I think there's a lot to be said. He's a, he's a big long receiver. Um, his routes have to definitely get cleaned up. But he was a first year guy, didn't get a lot of playing time. So, but they'll clean some of that up. But there'll be guys that are going to emerge. You know, you could say you know Lazard is more of a tight end than he is a, a receiver, but he can handle the middle of the field if that Winfrey kid um kind of kind of grows up a little bit and um they get a decent draft pick and they're going to bring in a retread uh veteran so i don't think there's anything really to be super scared about when uh you talk about getting a retread veteran i agree they need a veteran in there they need somebody else that can run a crisp route that has some speed can get downfield and all of that um do you think it's via trade or do you think after june 1st when they start cutting guys that somebody else falls into the system well, there's, you know, there's Landry and there's guys that are out there unsigned right now that uh, you put them in this type of system and say, listen, we're not going to expect you to, you know, we need you to catch four or five balls a game. Tops. That's it. You know, so you're not asking them because when you get one of these older veterans, what's the, what's the issue is injuries, right? Can you even get eight games out of them? So, you know, I, I think they're smart with the, the Packers are very smart with what they do with their, with their veterans and, and how they work them. So, yeah, I think, you know, one of those guys that's on the board yet will probably get, they might pick up and um, who knows, maybe they got, if they really are licking their chops, you know, DK Metcalf would look pretty good and a yellow helmet streaking down the sideline. And that's kind of, you know, and Rogers likes that deep ball. So Mm -hmm. I I don't see, you know, that that, if they, I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that, but I think honestly the, the draft is, there's quite a few guys and the rookies that do good, do good are guys that just run you know, you're not asking them to do a bunch. Just just run a deep post or, or run a nine down the field. You know, as you get more experienced, you'll figure out how to run routes better. But you know, just run. And um, I think there's enough of those guys in the draft where they can they, they'll be okay. What else do you feel? Because uh, I've said, look, if you're going to go into the draft, obviously you're going to get a wide receiver, maybe two. Who knows? But I still think uh, an edge rusher. I think defensive linemen, I think offensive depth uh, you need because you know there's no guarantee you're going to get Elton Jenkins back anytime soon. And you don't know what David Bakhtiari is going to bring until he's actually out on the field, so I'm waiting for that. So you need some offensive line depth. You can never get uh, enough secondary help, so I, I'm all for that. But that's low down my list. Is that kind of the, the list of priorities that you feel the Green Bay Packers need? I, I think they got to pick a, a running back higher up, and you know, and everybody's you know, again. Why? Well, oh, they got AJ Dillon and and Jones. It, neither one of those guys made it through the whole season, and neither one of them guys are going to make it through the whole season next year. So you gotta um, you gotta be short up back there. You gotta have enough enough good running backs um, 
And then I think offensive line, you know, I don't think wide running back is the number one need, but I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm Brian, I'm picking wide receiver or line D line running back, maybe not in that order, but those are, you know, if I get the first, you know, first two first rounds, two seconds, I'm probably taking one of the, each of those, those, uh, 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 groups, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think linebacker, they're going to have to do something there. And, uh, you know, like you said, secondary help is always, always a must because you're going to get guys that are going to get dinged up. Now, they've been really fortunate that, uh, you know, Amos hasn't been out. I mean, there's a vet that's, you know, it's getting a little long in the tooth and he hasn't had any injuries. Are you going to be able to, um, you know, find lightning in the bottle in case he goes down? So, yeah, secondary help is always uh, really important. And if there's a guy there that you think is going to be – um, going to be could possibly be a really a good player, and you got to put them on the bench for a little bit. I think you take them. You know, it doesn't matter what position they're at. If they if there's a guy they covet, um, I, I would make sure that you get a secondary guy for sure. And, and edge rusher always. I mean, every draft you got to draft an edge rush, rusher, cornerback, and a safety, and then you start looking at needs. But uh, yeah, D line is always important because you know the. Are they going to continue on with Lowry, or if they're going to draft one and get rid of Lowry in, in June? Um, you know, there's uh, they have options there. You know, the signing of uh, uh, that other young guy there—that's that's that's, uh, that's a good that's a good opportunity for them to move around and take a look at their depth a little bit. The, speaking of depth, and this is the one thing that nobody talks about, but it's all in the back of our minds, and we all know it. This team needs depth. How much of an impact, though, with the current staff that they have of of, of players? How much of an impact does Bisaccia bring to the table with their new special teams coordinator? Oh, that's a really good point. I think that brings a lot of uh, uh, just credibility to the table. I mean, he's been doing it for an awful long time. I don't know him. I've never talked to him. But uh, for what I've seen, he seems like a, just one of those coaches that just demands the best out of you and gets it out of you. Um, and I think that's that's been a hole uh, in their staff for a while now. I think their staff is really good. I think the biggest loss that they had all season isn't Devontae Adams. It's that, it's that offensive line coach, um, Stenovich there. I, I I mean, it didn't matter who they brought in. He got them to play. And I think that's hopefully his understudy there uh, did a nice job and is, is, is ready for the task. But, you know, the biggest loss in the offseason is certainly not, I, you know, in my opinion, is not Devontae Adams at that old line coach. Which I would agree with. Um, the fact that, you know, that whole group was so good together and it was basically interchangeable bits. One guy goes down, next guy comes up. It didn't matter where they put him. The only time they had an issue was when they brought guys back and kind of forced them back into their roles for the playoff game. And, and then it looked like a sieve. It just, it just didn't work with, with guys coming back, with Billy Turner coming back and such. But I agree with you. I, I hope that uh, they're able to kind of overcome some of the special teams issues just via technique and philosophy from the difference uh, of, of what Passaccia is going to bring to the table. How long do you think – well, let me ask you this. Let me, this will be my last one. With the offense, because everybody says, well, now Aaron Rodgers is going to run it the way it's supposed to be run, okay? And to a certain extent, I agree with that. But I think with the loss of Devontae and the loss of Equinemius and MBS, I think now this becomes more of it's incumbent upon Rodgers and, and Matt LaFleur to be on the same page and to run the offense because you're going to need a lot of motion, misdirection, play action, RPO, stuff like that to where you – because you're not going to just have Devontae to throw to as a safety net anymore, right? 
Correct. And I think so, also that if, if, if I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy. I mean, we, I, I, maybe to his detriment, he's a smart guy, but I think he's, he's wise and understands if he wants to play effectively, he's got to be able to be okay handing the ball off. As you get, I mean, you know this, as you get a little bit older, every once in a while, I think I can run up and down the basketball court and I get twice up and down the court and I need a, an ice bath. You know, so these, <laughs> so he needs to be able to hand the ball off and be okay with it to understand that that's going to be, that's what's going to make his career. Uh, he's going to add years to his career by doing that. And I think last year you saw a, a little bit of that, um, but I think you're 100% right. Just run the offense and the big plays will happen. If you can run the ball, and if you can hit the short stuff, and then all of a sudden you squeak one down the sideline, and that's when you, that's when you get by there. And one of the things that Devonte Adams, I mean, he was really good at running routes. He he got open not because he was a blazer or anything like that. He got open because he ran really solid routes. They haven't had a blazer, you know, an MVS. You had him, but he was on the shelf for a, a big chunk of last year, and they missed that. And they need to have someone that can rip the top off, and you know, like a guy like Metcalf will be able to do that, or. Someone you know, some of those speedsters in the draft, you know, just to be able to get them get depth on those safeties. Um, you know, they lucked out because they had, teams had to play safeties down or had to fold a safety over over Devontae Adams just because he ran such uh, amazing routes. And and it is a, the, the routes were amazing, but I, the best part about him is he never. If you go back and watch, he puts his hands up at the last second. You know, you, and even if you really watch them. Closely, sometimes he turns it when the ball's in the air. He turns his head away just slightly, and then snaps it back and grabs the ball. I mean, those are the things that you know. Those are all the keys that defensive backs are looking at. They're looking at, you know, when you're running, you look at the guy's eyes. You watch his hands when his hands go up. You turn up and get it. Well, he didn't give defenders a chance to turn around and get the ball because he put his hands up at the last second. You know, when they were sitting in zone. Um, it was really difficult because he'd shake you off. So there was right. a lot of things about Devontae Adams that were really good, but but I think you can have a more athletic receiver um, and get still have some of the same results, but not the same, of course. But you'll have you know good enough production. Yeah, no doubt about it. Eric, always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Thanks a lot yep. for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You can uh, read his stuff there, always breaking down the pack and such, and uh, a lot of film. But, uh, yeah, he's he's right. When you talk about uh, Devontae Adams and his ability to catch the football, it was there, – there's an art to know. That, that comes – I go back to the experience factor and getting on the same page with Aaron Rodgers because if you know where the ball is going to be and you know how – and you've talked with Rodgers, you've sat down and discussed things with him and you've gotten to know him – and he's trusting you, then he trusts you because he knows he can throw it. You may not look till the very last second. As that thing all of a sudden you know is right there. You can feel it, sense it. Then you turn around and boom, there you go. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to do so. Stay tuned. we got more, a lot more, the Bill Michael Show on this Good Friday. Stay tuned. More after this. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.